All right. Welcome to Mentally Hungover with Anna and Nicholas Allen, where we walk all the aspects of mental health and trying to punch today in the face, right? Or every day in the face. Every day in the face. The plan was to talk about our credentials and our backgrounds a little bit more than we have because we've touched on them. But in the aspect of like, what does mentally, what are our credentials and what does mentally hungover mean to us, right? Um, leading into this, we got into a, a kind of a hiccup where we were like kind of reset and started to dive into uh, things that kind of threw our, threw, throw our days off, right? And lead to that mentally hungover classification. So uh, Nick, how is your day today? I well, uh, obviously, I've classed the joint up. I have my uh, suit jacket on tonight, <laughs> and my pin. Um, I had a, I guess, a, a big bond or a moment in my speaking career. I had I was spoke on a panel today at SC Johnson, a, a council of military veterans, a big event. I was one of three veterans on the panel. Uh, uh, there was an Air Force general a naval officer and myself. Uh, so I felt like I was the little guy um, in the big pond, but I think I held my own. It was, uh, it was a good event. I think I yeah, you did. gave some good answers. We'll have video for that here in the next few days to, I guess, use for some uh, some promotions and yeah, things like put it that. Up, kind of give you a background on yeah, who but we are. A big, it was a big moment. And I think uh, as we started recording earlier and talking earlier, but uh, it's a perfect example of how I'm feeling right now uh, with mentally hungover is uh, had a great day, had a big high, did really well. People saying, oh, we did really well. Thank you. It actually means means a lot to me when I can go speak to people and they and they say, thank you for, you know, speaking how you did and giving the answers that you did. I, I take pride in that. So big day for me. And then we were recording and, and I just, I just, just don't feel the same as I did earlier today. Um, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of build up to that event. Um, I mean, we've been, I think on the schedule for th- almost three months now, uh, some preparation talking back and forth and hear that. Oh yeah. And then going up in front of, I think, probably a hundred people in the auditorium and then another 200 people on streaming. So pretty, pretty okay crowd. And then that'll go up on their website for their training uh, modules and things like that. So uh, definitely there was something that's not going to go away and something that people are going to see a lot of. So there's a big, big moment for me at a a real company. So, and now, and now I'm feeling. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And it's not a small company. It's not a small company. Uh, I'd like to pause to thank our sponsors. Milk. Milk. <laughs> but uh, not the one you're thinking no. of. So, so but I, now oh. I feel I had to stand up earlier and take a break because I feel mentally hungover at the moment. So sure. I believe uh, <laughs> what you have the, uh, could give the, scientific definition of what all happened today to me on the uh, chemical yep. side. So we were, so we were talking about it, right. And this is one of the realms of my credentials of uh, being a couch expert, which is how I refer to couch Anna. She's like, she's learned a lot of shit. 
she has researched and she'll sit on the couch and marinate it. Anyway, so Nick, you were telling me about how the day was and and I just feel off. And I was like, Lisa, do you want to know what happened? Because there's like scientific definitions of exactly what you went through. So the big lead up, I, especially neurodivergent people, PTSD people uh, like myself, live in this uh, fight or flight, right? ADHD people from birth are predestined to have more of a uh, fight or flight, put on a mask kind of thing. That makes that uh, that triggers a uh, survival cortisol dump or cortisol, right? So we have learned we have and our lifestyles didn't contributed to it. We we live in fight or flight, so we can't necessarily do or get things done until we get like our executive functioning kicks in when you get a cortisol dump, right? So the buildup and the anxiety that happens and you're regulating emotions and your cognitive functioning and you get it, you get to the thing, you're anxious about the thing, you do the thing. What happens is literally it gives you a hangover where that cortisol dump leads to like you don't have any happy hormones anymore because your body's not predestined to do it. And like it is relatable to drinking, whereas Anna would go out, put on the bartender, you know, have the best time ever and like so much serotonin, so many happy things. And then the next day it's like, boom, total drop. Like that was more of my hangover the emotional regulation and things like that that came afterwards was more that had more to do with my hangover than the actual alcohol did uh, at certain points in my life. So it's I, what happened to you is literally uh, in, a, in a textbook kind of form of like anxiety and executive functioning and cortisol and hormones and all this stuff. It's that's one of my credentials is that I know that I know those things. What no. what uh, what are the rest of your credentials in that area? Uh, well, I wrote some things down, right? So I recently, I've become a registered life coach, which, uh, I, I did because I think it's helpful, but also because your, your resume is a little bit more impressive than my, my background, but, uh, registered life coach, which I'm excited about because I'm also a parent advocate for people navigating the school systems with, uh, IEPs or neurodivergent kids or kind of helping bridge that gap between social and home services, right? Um, I am in schooling right now to become a registered behavior and art therapist, which is something that I'm passionate about for not only kids and adults and across the realm, but also there is therapeutic art that you can do that helps I, specifically with PTSD or bipolar or anxiety and all these things, light therapy, color therapy. So I'm becoming uh, registered in both of those things. Uh, my pertinent uh, background would be, uh, that I've been in the realm of mental health for tw- 26 years, if not 43, right? Uh, I have combo ADHD and hyperfocus. So when I research something, I research it all. Uh, I was diagnosed myself bipolar, um, autism level one or Asperger's, uh, PTSD, anxiety, and then, uh, the resulting physiological effects of that is a very severe eating disorder that I talked about in a couple of the different episodes. So. I don't, I I, uh, have had to become not only an expert for myself over the years, but that got kicked into a hyperdrive when uh, my, I have an eight-year-old son who is, who is uh, uh, autistic level two, which is a more difficult level than mine. Uh, And he also has immunodeficiencies and anaphylactic reactions. So like I've had to become this couch expert in mental and cognitive and overall physical health, gut biomes, neurodivergency, all that. And I have taken all of that realms of things that 
I have had to really become an expert on and use that to be an advocate for people. I know that my, what I go through and how I think like that's, I'm not alone in it. Right. So that is like my background credentials. Oh, and I'm also a hairstylist and former bar owner. So like I've been in the realm of not only my own mental health for a long time, I have, I have heard everybody's stories, right? Like I said in the first episode, like there's, it's the other realm of mental health, right? You either go see a therapist or do something good for yourself, self-care and see your hairstylist, or you go and all, drink all, your uh, all acceptable in moderation, I suppose. I, uh, but well, I, yes. I, I guess, uh, we'll, we'll dip into my, I'll, I'll get my tagline, my tagline, I'm Nicholas Ward. I'm an ambassador for the Green Beret Foundation, a public speaker, a retired military vet, medically retired in 2018, and co-host to the aptly named Mentally Hungover podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it, but <laughs> shame, shameless plug. We advertise shameless plugs are my favorite. each and every opportunity. So, but I believe... We just call each other all day and are like, hey, have you heard we about this podcast? We are our biggest fans. Sorry. Firm believer, thank you for the lead in. I'm a firm believer that a lot of my uh, issues, if you call them issues or, or symptoms or whatever they are, uh, had something to do with my addiction to getting hit in the head pretty much every year for 15 years. Um, I've had a, a series of concussions. Right. I'm sorry. I believe my symptoms are a result of my addiction to getting hit in the head uh, with various objects for approximately 15 years in a row. It's hard to edit when I laugh. You God can't make me laugh like that. Addiction to getting hit in the head. Come on, you can't. Do I have right. to? Do I have to start over? Yes, I'm ready. In an abusive relationship <laughs> with TBI, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And as a result of that, uh, numerous concussions and not really understanding how to heal from those or to uh, take the time to get better, I would get them sometimes in close proximity. And that led to ultimately being me retired from the military at in 2018. So, and possibly the being angry about getting out and then now somewhat getting over or coming to terms with the fact that I was, that the military was taken away from me as it was. And now I do this. I talk to people pretty openly about mental health. I have a, I obviously have this podcast with you. I go do public speaking and I try and give as real feedback and answers as I can uh, whenever I can. And hence today, I, I was feeling quite good today, this morning or when I, during the event. And now I'm feeling a little, a little mentally hungover. Shameless plug. But I mean, essentials, things we learned, life experience, on the job training, uh, I think we both have a a myriad of mm -hmm. of experiences in yeah. that realm, and that's where we overlap and we come together for this. I think it. I think especially like we don't claim to be the experts on anything. 
We claim to have experiences that are pertinent to things that are out there that people aren't talking about or newly talking about. And if we can normalize talking about the things like mental health and cognitive functioning, all that stuff, like the more we don't have to know all the answers, the more we can um, talk about it, normalize talking about it, uh, then the better the world gets. Do you have any, do you want to? Did you go completely into like what the term mentally hungover means so, to you besides just today? Like, if you think, something you want to so the, our, the, the name of, of this podcast, Mentally Hungover, it, we arrived at it through a, a, a text messaging session. And if anybody wants to see that, I posted the text thread on our, fa- on our Mentally Hungover Facebook page. Yeah, so if we, anybody uh, wants that, to see, a, I did post that. As soon as we got to Mentally Hungover, it's like, that's it. That's what we have to that's where we got to be. Uh, like, exactly. To me, uh, mentally hungover is, is not only what it just says, but is that is, is, a, is we all get there. We all have down times after good times and everything has, that goes up goes down. And the better we can recognize what's happening to us and why we are that way, possibly we can take steps to to alleviate those symptoms or at least understand why things are the way they are and and maybe make ourselves better in the process. Hell yeah, Nicholas. Um, I love that. I mean, I think that that's exactly it. Whereas, you know, I call myself a labeler where it's like, I want to label what those things are. What is the scientific definition? Find it. It was earth shattering to find out that other people had gone through similar experiences or knew what I was feeling for this whole time when I was just, I, I wasn't, I was mentally hung over. Like, I think that that's something that I didn't realize. And the more that I dive into it and the more I have conversations with you and your experiences and this in society's experience, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really defining like what point in my life was I just, doing uh, harmful things as far as eating, drinking, self-harm, trying to go back and figure out like what part of those things, what part of the hangover or the shit feelings that I I had was because I was being shitty to myself or was it because I was uh, neurodivergent and had all of these diagnosable things that we should be talking about, right? So mentally hungover to me, Whereas I would just be, and I said a bad mood or feral or whatever. It's like, no, I was, I, I suffer from ADHD and autism burnout, which is the clinical definition. I need labels, right? For me, uh, mentally hungover is exhaustion, freeze mode. I get out of, it's, I get out of bed, but I am going through the motions and counting the hours and just trying to survive, right? That's mentally hungover. Um, that results me in rapid cycling, right? We've talked about hitting the bottom and like one day we'll discuss all the mania and decisions, right? There's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's it's groundhog's day. Oh God. For months I keep saying to Shane, I'm like, I'm fucking Bill Murray. Like I am living the same day over and over again in quarantine and can't get any further. Like that is mentally hungover when you consistently feel like you're beating a head against the wall and you're, you're not making headway, like mentally hungover. I'm like, Oh, I said to Shane, I was like, mentally hungover for me is that uh, my anxiety and my fuse level is always one level below DEFCON. Like, I don't know what level that is, but it's like, 
everything mm-hmm. unplanned, even if it can be good, is immediately a spiral blindside. Like when I'm living at that level, like I am at a, yeah. one thing and it's right. That it, that for me is mentally hungover. Mentally hungover is a, a important uh, as a as a place, as a place that we get to. And I, we spoke last week, I think it was last week when we met about, uh, about sundials, right? Sundials, they always have a, always have a saying and the one, and if and you look at a list of them and they're, they're generally mostly all about time, mm-hmm. but the one, one that sticks out to me is, is it's, it's, it's later than you think. Uh, uh, we don't have as much as much time as we think. I think that needs to be. And when, when I get to this stage, get to a stage where I'm, where I'm mentally hungover, or or I things are possibly too much, and I'm, I don't know where to go, don't know what to do. I just I just think uh, I want to be able to do things like this, uh, do things that I like, do things that I I want to do to get me out of that because. Uh, we we don't have much as much time as we think, and I just don't want to to lose days. I want to find ways that keep me at the top of at the at running functionally as for as long and as and as well as I can. And and I think things like this, being on a schedule, and we talked last week about drinking, uh, not uh, drinking and being actually physically hungover along with mentally hungover probably feeds into it a lot, but being in a schedule for me, getting into the gym, finding ways to keep myself on the best path on the things that I can influence. And then when there are setbacks, which, which a lot of life is just preparing for the next setback because they're going to happen. There's no stopping them. There's no avoiding them, but being better prepared for things that happen, especially mentally. Um, I spoke today to people and I, and they said, what's the, what's the biggest lesson that you you took away from the military? And the biggest lesson for me was that you have to be prepared for it, for it to be over and being prepared, like getting out of the military was a giant, mentally a giant setback for me and being prepared and, keeping myself ready for the next setback is very important to me. So things like this, um, speaking with you, speaking to people and hopefully, and hopefully helping people get through their tough times is, does a lot for me. So kind of where I'm at. Same. I always, I'm sorry. I have coffee with Anna where I just verbally throw up all over the internet, right? It's a processing tool that I have. I don't need to talk to a therapist. I need to talk to the rational Anna while I need to get Anna with her hair on fire needs to get it out. So that, and couch Anna needs to look at it and they just can't exist at the same time. Anyway, I talk all the time about, I cannot do it for me today. I understand that I just can't do it for me today. And if somebody else can't, if you can't do it for yourself, do something for somebody else because selfish, selfless, helping other people, especially when I feel like shit will have a roll down. What did I, what did I say? Selfishness and selflessness are two sides to the same coin where we do things to help others, but it's selfish because we're helping ourselves in the process. It's in a name, right? There's a lot of philosophies out there about just tit for tat. 
I like that you touched on like self-care stuff, right? Us talking, doing TED Talks to, or, you know, do, or doing talks, doing uh, symposiums, things like that, and being able to normalize the conversation of mental health in your special realms of things. I, I love all of that. I, I do the same thing with coffee when it, with Anna because I think it's so important going back to, you know, normalizing the conversation, right? I, uh, did you, so you touched on like self-care things that you do or things like a schedule or things, those, to me, those are considered self-care. Is there anything in particular, like I do this positive thing that I know will help besides helping somebody else. Do you have your own? I can feel the difference when you work out and you go in the morning and and I'm a morning workout person, people who work out in the afternoon, that's a completely different species of human. Uh, people who work out after work, I, I just, I just never, never could do it. I have to get up because I won't. I'll come home and I'll sit on the couch and I won't work out. If I do it before work, then it's done. It's all done. Yeah. And I, the day, the day, not only does it go by faster, but I feel, I feel better about myself. I got all that hard yeah. work in. Yep. And now, I mean, it works the best for me. But a lot of that was put in in the military where we first we'd get up and we'd work out and then we'd go about the day and get everything done. But it, you get it up, you get it out of the way. And some people can go work out after work. I currently am not one of those people, but uh, I guess if I had to. Okay. I, I, I can't, I, it's not that I just don't, can't work out after work. I don't work out in the morning. <laughs> That's not, that currently on my list of things is not a self-care, but is going to be one day so that I can rebuild some of the muscle that I've lost, right? And, and the, the sleep schedule, I think, is, is, is also very important. We spend, you know, six to eight hours a day in bed and just getting that quality sleep also can do a lot. I know a lot of people can't. They have uh, children or they have things that keep them up, uh, reasons they can't sleep, but... Um, for me, just trying to trying to sleep and, and stay on a I'm like a big baby. I just need to be I need to be put to bed. I need to be put to bed and, and wake up at the same time every day. Uh, and work out in the morning, right? Self-care. So what do I you like think? It. What do you think your identifiable self-care items? Uh, I mean, before I feel like my because I didn't know how to self-care in certain ways that I really needed to. I spent a lot of time caring for other people. So I'm really working on healthy boundaries that I didn't know I needed before. Like you and I, you and I talked about that, right? Where it's like, I have panic about, I don't ever turn my phone off. My brother broke his neck when I was 20 because he had a uh, dove into a pool and my phone, it was, my phone was off. So I have severe anxiety about turning my phone off and answering every call. And now I like, you'll call me and I'll message you and be like, busy with Grayson. Uh, like, do you need me now? Or do you, or are you just checking in and setting that boundary of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, I don't want to hurry people up, but being like, I don't have time to mentally co- commit to that and identifying that for me. And then being able to express that to other people in the way that they still want to be my friend where I'm not like, just stop fucking talking to me. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't yell at people, but like I had a cousin that every time we were on the phone and I got bored or anxious or insert anything here. I didn't know what to do. So I just got to the point where I would just hang up. Like, I can't believe she's still friends with me, right? Like, I didn't know that I would have anxiety about certain things and have these habits, right? So my 
not only is my idea of self-care is setting a little bit of boundaries, it's also making sure that I make the nail appointment. Because if I don't make an appointment and put it in my calendar, I won't go. Like I, it's hard for me to do things day of. Um, so I make the appointment and then I try to stick to it. So like I got my nails done. Um, I purposely scheduled a girl's day on Saturday because I, I, the, one of the biggest issues is that I work from home and quarantined at home. I with grace. I'm like, even when I'm trying to work, it's this constant stimulation where it's not him. That's the issue. It's just that my brain cannot focus in this environment. So it is scheduling when he's out of the house to be able to lock into the shit that I have to do. Like that is self-care, even if it's working or things that aren't necessarily like getting a massage or pampering myself, being able to regulate and, re- and regiment myself on a schedule, which is exactly what you touched on, right? It's knowing uh, and identifying the things that make my heart race or cause an emotion and really be like, okay, I need to, I need to look at that and reflect and reflect like that. Uh, is something that I've really had to kind of learn in this whole self-care route of like taking time to read uh, mental health books or have the, to have this podcast to talk about it and things like that. Like this is my self-care, right? I think yours and my relationship is very unique and awesome. And it's, we, we, we are learning how to self-care at the same time. And, but we also rely on each other of like, what are you doing? Like, I need you or, or, uh, I, how are you? I can tell that something's off, right? Like we are used to helping each other's kind of self-regulate that as friends do, but we, I think we do it in, in a more deco- codependent way than we would like to need. I don't know. Like, I love that we have the friendship that we have and I wouldn't change a thing, yeah. but I also wish that we both were able to emotionally regulate where, our, sometimes our friendship feels like it's on fire because we're both like, ah! ask yourself or I ask myself, you know, how, how am I feeling or how am I take a mental inventory of where I'm at um, with certain things and try and ask myself questions of what do we want to do? Where do we want to go with this? What's our end state with a particular project? And I guess the last one on self-care is a, mm-hmm. is a, is a pre, what is it? A preventative step is, 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 making so many making so many commitments that I won't get bored I commit to speaking uh, and commit to the speaking is a big is a big one because the some of that entails writing I'll have to write a custom speech for an event and then mm-hmm. generally have to memorize it and I cannot be doing that if I'm hungover or drinking too much um and unfortunately, as I get older, it's, it becomes more and more difficult. So I, I have trouble. Mm-hmm. There's a cloud, I think, that follows you around when you're hungover for days, for even weeks now. And I feel like, you know, after a couple of weeks, I break out of that cloud and I'm able to able to write and express my ideas and focus on, I can focus on a lot of things uh, all at once without writing anything down. Whereas, whereas if I, that cloud is following me around, I don't seem to get anything done. And then I feel worse about it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's uh, some of that. Some of that's uh, some of that's that's self-induced. You know, that's things you can avoid, like a cloud, like that hangover, or whatever. Like that is the definition of ADHD burnout, right? So it's like, I normally you can fit, you can juggle the balls, you can have ten balls in the air. You know the lists, you know what you have to do. Things are easier, like. I used to thrive on that. Like, oh, yep, I know the answer. I know the answer because I can handle all this shit, right? 
whether it's, it doesn't matter what it is, the burnout that is the mental hangover, it's you're literally your brain absolutely cannot do those things. And it makes it harder to even take notes to write things down. Like not only can I not remember, I can't remember to write things down in an effective way that even if I do write them down and I put them in a folder so I don't forget, I still lose it. Like I'm to the point where I, where I think I drink coffee that I leave around the house or I don't eat food because I can't remember to do it. Like I am in, I am in the exact definition of, uh, of a total autistic burnout, but I don't have the opportunity to be in one. <laughs> Cool, 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 bro. I know the couch definitions. I don't yeah. want to get out of it. Cool, cool. I'm trying. Yeah. Well, you're trying. Trying. At least we're trying. You know, it's you have to. Yeah, the old. There's a thousand. There's a million sayings for for starting. You know, as long as you're doing something, as long as you're trying to trying to start, trying to exercise, trying to be more mentally fit, trying to understand what is going on and what you can do about it. And if you can make it a little bit better, just even a little bit better at a time, it add up, it'll add up over days and weeks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I invite everyone to reflect on their own mental well-being uh, and check us out in the comments. In the spirit of keeping the conversation going, we definitely recommend uh, or invite our listeners to take a uh, look at our Facebook page. We have a Facebook group called Mentally Hungover, um, and it is a continuation of background and things that go on here and, and places we can put polls of conversations that we want to have or people, if something we're talking about is pertinent, and you're like, I know another, I know somebody who is an expert in this. Like I'm constantly having interviews and sourcing different information that I have to have. And I'd love to bring that in here. But if you want to engage with our community, that's where you would go. You'd go to the face. We have our on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, uh, which is very fun. And we thank you all for listening. We are aiming for weekly re releases and special content, maybe merch soon, because I need a t-shirt. New videos every so often. Hey, listen, we are working out the bugs and we'd rather get, we'd rather put out higher quality things than lower quality things. And so it'll take a little bit to work the bugs out. But now that I have a template set up that I can plug and play with editing, it's going to go so much better. Um, so the goal is and, to, we're both putting in our schedule. This is our self-care. We're going to record on Mondays. Yeah. And my goal is to have the next episode released by that morning. So I can do the socials and things. I'm refreshed and ready to go on Monday night. It's it's a new week. It's a new week. And, uh, and, 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 and hopefully the hope is that we get better and better at this and the quality and the discourse and everything gets better and better. So, or that'd be a lot better than worse and worse. Oof. I'm not doing worse and worse. Not an option. No. Nick. Pass. 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 So. Pass. <laughs> It's the politest way to say either I can't want to <laughs> or just, I'm just not gonna. I literally, I can't want to do that. That's an exact, that's executive functioning disorder. <laughs> Cow, Jana. Uh, in closing, uh, give yourself the ability to be able to sell somebody path and not over explain yes. why, right? I'm going to, we're going to leave that with the listeners. That's a self care. Learn the word path, right? And uh, as usual, be good to yourself and be good to others. Oh, last, we thank the audience once more for listening. Hey, 
a special shout out, a special shout out to a little bit drunk, but hey, for our first ever review. We very much appreciate you. I just really like the tag name and would like to meet that person in real life. Well, maybe we can, we can, we have the ability to meet them digitally anytime. So, um, all right. If, uh, we'll wrap it if up you're feeling here. froggy, please leave us a, please leave us a review, like, and follow new videos released every so often. Or Monday. Uh, okay. We